0: But what does it really take behind the scenes to launch and run your own successful business? Hear how these inspiring female founders have made it happen. While we're talking about female-founded businesses, you guys have to check out SheKind, an independent Canadian retail boutique. SheKind is run by a mother-daughter duo with the goal of making women look and feel their absolute best with the thing we love fashion. All of the brands that they partner with are either female founded or female led. Head over to SheKind.ca to shop their super cute clothing by all female led brands. And right now you can get 20% off your first purchase using code MADEIT20. That's 20% off using code MADEIT20 at SheKind.ca. One use per customer. So today I'm speaking with Andrea, entrepreneur and founder of Horseshoe & Co., a Platinum HubSpot solutions partner. Andrea, thank you so much for joining me here today. Thank you
1: so much for having me, Sarah. This is fun. I'm I'm relatively new to podcasting, but this is always fun to be a guest.
0: Yes, awesome. Well, how about we start off by having you tell us just a little bit about yourself and your business?
1: Sure. Yeah, so So I live uh, just outside Lindsay in Ontario. Um, We live on a little hobby farm. So we've got lots of space for our daughter, who will be two this year, uh, to run around. Um, In terms of my business, I own a um, HubSpot agency, which basically means that we are a team that helps businesses that are using the HubSpot platform to really get the most out of it. So we kind of operate like a marketing agency with that added layer of specialty in HubSpot. Um, Yeah, I've been running my own business for about six years now, which has evolved quite a bit. But right now, that is where our focus is.
0: Awesome. And so how about we start off, I guess, by how did your business get started there? And did you always know you wanted to own your own business or? Yeah, I think
1: very early on, I recognized that I wasn't really cut out for um, working really for any employer. Um, I had a few jobs right after I graduated from university where I did study marketing. So it kind of fell into place. But I recognized that... Um, I just, I really preferred to be in control of more or less how successful I was and felt that working for any company didn't really allow me to, to have that control. So, I always knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. It just never really seemed like an option until, I guess, about six years ago when I really did start my business I was working for a marketing agency where I learned a lot of valuable skills Um, and I recognized kind of that what I was doing for clients through the agency was definitely something that I could do on my own. So without having any clients of my own or really anything but just hope that it was going to work out, I quit my job at the agency and the next morning I started my own business Uh, with the hopes of growing it into an agency, but it did take a lot of stumbles along the way to certainly get to this point. Um, I started as more or less like a marketing freelancer, and I took any work, any job that crossed my plate, crossed my path, and uh, learned the hard way. (laughs) That kind of led me here now, but I've always been in the marketing field. That's what I studied in university, so I wouldn't say that I knew I was going to start a marketing agency or um, even a business of this nature, but it just did make sense for me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned there, you know, you'd left the agency and started your business um, without any clients beforehand. How did you find your clients and market your business once you did get it up and running?
1: It's funny, I was asked this question the other day. um, And I was like, embarrassed to share this, but I applied for jobs, which seems very backwards in that I just told you that I didn't want to work for anyone. Um, But believe it or not, back then, at least, there were a lot of companies that would post their freelance and contract job positions on, you know, like Indeed and very common job boards. So that's where I found a lot of my work, Um, again, which I don't like admitting because (laughs) it just really defied what I wanted to do. So I did find some work that way. Um, But over the years, I recognized that the importance of you know, preaching what I was teaching to other clients, which was to do my own marketing. So, up until basically about a year or two ago, I wasn't really doing any marketing because I still felt like, you know, as a freelancer, I don't know that it deserves to have like a really strong brand. And I was kind of torn between. Um, being flexible and adaptive to my clients needs and not having like a very independent brand, but also being my own independent company. So it wasn't until about a year or two ago that I really started creating my own content and focusing on my website and growing my team. So I think that's where I started getting clients to the point now where it's more of like a well-oiled machine. You know, we do blogging and email marketing and social media. We do some paid ads on Google. Um, So kind of a cohesive inbound digital marketing strategy that I was teaching to other clients, we're now doing internally as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that definitely makes sense. And, you know, it's, it's how you got your business to where it is today. So it definitely, definitely was working. Um, And then you'd also mentioned too, you know, once you had started your business that you had overcome a couple challenges along the way. Um, Is there anyone in particular that you'd like to share and maybe what you did to overcome that challenge in that time? Yeah, definitely a lot of stumbles that I
1: could point out. I would say the two that I really look back on and regret that could have been easily solved were first saying yes to every project um, and not really putting my foot down around things that I didn't have expertise in. I think it's easy when you're starting a business to just say yes to anything and kind of figure it out later. Um, It kind of goes hand in hand with this like hustle mentality, you know, that you just do whatever it takes and you figure it out later. But I really, really feel strongly that that, at least for me, wasn't the right approach. So I had to learn the hard way that if you don't have the skills and if you're feeling uncomfortable about it early on, don't take it on. Um, And then the second thing that I also feel that I learned the hard way was starting a business on your own can be lonely. And it's ironic that I say that because I'm a very introverted person. I love my alone time, but I guess I mean having a partner available to just bounce ideas off of and to look to for advice and um, just having someone available early on, I would have really, really appreciated. And I didn't really have that person. I did networking and um, met other freelancers, but I think I need more of a full-time partner or almost full-time. So I have that support now in that, um, my husband and I run the company and I've got contractors and a team. Um, and I also work with a business coach, but early on, I didn't have that support and kind of just pieced together advice that I was finding in, you know, podcasts and blogs and things like that. But when it comes down to making decisions for your business, it can get very lonely. And I wish that if I were to do it all over again, I would have either started the company as like a partnership with another freelancer who had complementary skills or started with a business coach from the get-go. Someone who's available to help you um, kind of find your way when you're new to starting a business
0: yeah, absolutely. I think those are some really great points and things that, you know, a lot of people don't realize when they are starting their business. So I think it's great advice to, you know, give people who may be thinking of starting a business or just starting their own. Um, and then is there any other sort of biggest misconceptions that, um, you know, you've heard about entrepreneurship is since you've started your journey? Yeah, good question. I think
1: one that's really become clear um, lately is that a lot of people will envy entrepreneurs in that they kind of get to set their own schedule and they don't have to report to anybody. And maybe early on when you're growing your business, it, it, it does seem that way. It can be very exciting. And especially if you've worked for another company up until, you know, um, like, even your mid twenties, late twenties, where, you know, you spend a good chunk of time, like waking up and reporting to someone. And then when you start a business that next morning, when you wake up, like it is pretty liberating. You're like, okay, I get to sit down whenever I want to my computer and take on whatever projects I want. But there comes a point where it gets really, really difficult. And that's what I've been experiencing in the last year or so is I've built an established business. I've got clients i've got um kind of systems and processes in place to help me grow but once you get to that point it really does get difficult um so i think the misconception is that you know it's just a matter of working hard and you'll be successful as an entrepreneur but it's not it's a lot more than that especially when you do become successful and you are still an entrepreneur and you don't have that infrastructure to kind of support you along the way, like it gets really, really difficult if you don't have um, a way to grow with the demand of whatever it is that you're um, selling or providing, if that makes sense. It's, I think, yeah, the biggest misconception is that the harder you work, the more successful you are, but that's not always the case. It can be very challenging. As an entrepreneur, to know what to do and to to keep your clients happy, but also seek to grow the company. And then all of a sudden, when you need to hire contractors and employees, you're now a boss too, which is another misconception I think with entrepreneurship is you're flying solo for so long, and then when it becomes time to grow, you need to be a good leader as well. And that's something that uh, is not inherent. With with everyone, so I think, I think those are some misconceptions that kind of go back to those hurdles I, I just mentioned. That I, if I could do it again, I would have done differently to help alleviate these challenges that I now face.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely agree, and I think those are again some really great points um, that you know people may not realize about entrepreneurship or you know think that it, it is sort of, they see the glamorous side of it, but not really the grit behind it. Um, but you know, you were talking about how it, how to become a successful entrepreneur. Um, looking back from starting your business, is there sort of one big success moment that really stands out to you um, that you'd like to share?
1: Yeah. And I think if you're not using HubSpot, it may not have the same impact. But I mentioned that kind of the nature of my business is helping other companies that are using HubSpot. So in that kind of HubSpot realm, they have a partner community, which basically means that the more businesses you help with HubSpot, you can reach uh, tiers, like levels of Of expertise. So just a couple months ago, we were able to reach platinum, which I think, again, if you're not familiar with HubSpot and the partner program, it may not have that same kind of impact. But to me, I'm really, really proud of this because looking at the other types of partners that have reached this tier, they're like big companies with a huge team. They've been using the platform for years and years and years. Um, There's very, very few of us in Canada as well, so I feel proud to say that I've more or less done this on my own. Um, Being, you know, a female-led company I think also has some merit because a lot of the HubSpot partner agencies are male-owned. They're in the U.S. or abroad, not very many in Canada, so I feel pretty proud to say that we've reached this milestone. Um, and it does definitely have an impact. I mean, once we hit that tier, I got a ton of messages and emails and and phone calls and kind of, um, colleagues conversations stirred up all of a sudden after reaching this, this new milestone. So I think it does have an impact on other people, but personally, I just feel very accomplished that, that, that And even during COVID, because this is something that happened, I guess, about a month or two ago. So kind of in the thick of an economic downturn, I think, is also something to mention as well.
0: Yeah, that is a huge accomplishment. So, I mean, congratulations. Um, That's definitely very exciting and something to be proud of. And, you know, with that, I'm very curious with how did you find that niche of HubSpot solutions being your focus I know you had mentioned that you were in marketing so it seemed like a great fit but what was it that really attracted you to that specific uh, niche? Yeah good
1: question so that agency that I told you I worked at at, about I guess six years ago they were also a partner solutions agency so I really had no choice but to learn how to become an expert on the platform um, it was the tool that we used to service all of their clients so again I kind of had to use it you know for for basically any task that we were doing with with clients so I got up to speed on it very quickly and continued to use it and um, just kind of grew with the platform they're continuing to add new features and functionality and I've been along with them every step of the way that joining their partner program a couple of years ago was a no-brainer um yeah I just feel very passionate about the company and the people that work there and and the level of support that they have and how um innovative they are they're at the forefront of inbound and digital marketing and I that's something I really appreciate um and yeah, the, the community that they've built, I think is really strong too. Since becoming a partner, we get referrals from HubSpot themselves all the time. So I think it's just a testament to, to the company itself. I, I love what they offer and what they stand behind and just think that they, they know their stuff. <laughs>
0: Yeah, definitely. I I definitely agree. And I think I think it is a really great business. So I think that's, that's great that that's sort of the focus that you've taken with your business. Um, And then you'd also had mentioned how, you know, when you became that platinum partner, it was actually during COVID-19. What changes have you had to implement with your business um, due to COVID-19? And, you know, how has it affected your business overall?
1: yeah it's funny that um i would say when it first became kind of a global issue those first few weeks i think we lost one client and i was like oh no here we go you know all all businesses are getting impacted and ours is no excuse no exception that was the only client or contract that we actually lost during covid and in fact business has definitely picked up since then. So it's ironic in a way, um, you know, looking at a time where people are scaling back on their spending, but it's also very uplifting knowing that businesses are smarter than to cut back on their marketing budget. And I think we're in a really great position because HubSpot is likely a tool that they invested in a couple years ago and continue to pay for it on an annual subscription so when they're looking at all of their tools and, you know, at a time like this where they need to be be careful about where they're spending their money, they look at HubSpot and say, this is a huge investment that we're not capitalizing on. We need someone to come in and help us use it. That's exactly what we do. So I think we were in a good position. If we were, if we relied solely on selling HubSpot to businesses, we probably would have been in a tricky position because people weren't all that apt to making new investments but it's more or less a sunk cost for those businesses because they paid for house spots say six months ago and it's not doing anything for them so i think we were actually in a pretty good position i would say the biggest changes i need to needed to make to my business was um you know in relation to like my personal and family life we obviously didn't have daycare um so my husband and i were kind of taking turns working we're both um, we have that flexibility with our schedules, but it doesn't mean that clients can can sit and wait. So um, that was tricky and we continue to have to kind of juggle that now. Uh, it's a little bit easier, but we've had to, you know, I've had to say no to projects and to clients um, that I'm not super, super excited about because I just don't have that capacity that I used to. So I would I'd say that actually is the biggest change that I've had to make, which is, again, kind of ironic because I know a lot of businesses are on the opposite. You know, they've had to pull strings and make some changes internally to get more business, whereas um, I I had to say no to a lot of opportunities that probably could have been pretty cool, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. I mean, that definitely makes sense though. And especially, you know, finding that balance, that sort of work-life balance, especially during this time, I think is something that a lot of people are dealing with. So, um, but it's, it's great that, you know, the business is still doing so well and that you're, you're able to find ways to make it through it. And then if you could say one thing to yourself when you were starting your business, um, or give yourself sort of one piece of advice, what would that be looking back?
1: Yeah, I think it is very highly correlated to those initial um, mistakes that I mentioned, you know, like saying yes to every project and not having that support system. I would say setting boundaries and expectations is something that I wish I could do over. I think every single problem I had with my business or with clients probably could have been overcome if I had taken the time to create processes and systems and believe me, I'm not one of those people. I'm like a paper and pen kind of girl. Like I don't, um, I'm not super, super organized, geez, I'm not making myself sound like a very good businesswoman, but um, <laughs> I'm not that kind of person. So it has been a little bit unnatural for me to embrace that mindset. But working with clients, they really appreciate processes, you know, from the minute they become a client, they really appreciate seeing like, this is what you do next, and then you do this, and then we do that. And like, having structure. And I never really started doing that until basically this year. And it could have prevented a lot of client headaches and internal headaches if I had just created processes and managed expectations from the get go. So those two, I think, kind of go hand in hand, you know, if you've got a new client, managing expectations kind of falls into your processes. But Um, Any complaint that I had about clients, again, could have definitely been prevented if I had just taken the time early on in, like, the onboarding process to say, here's exactly what you can expect, here's what comes next, and I didn't do that, and I'm reminded of it very often, so... This isn't something that I would tell myself six years ago. This is still something that I have to tell myself like every day this morning even (laughs) is to make sure you've got processes in place for everything, whether it's, you know, posting to social media or, um, onboarding a new client or, hiring a new contractor have systems and processes that can support you so that you can do it again and again every time without fail.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think those are some really great pieces of advice and you know, I really like how you know you you admitted that maybe that's not your strongest suit but it's something that you're continually working on which I think is, you know, so nice hearing from business, a business owner, because so many people will be going through sort of the same thing. So hearing that, um, is definitely, definitely really great to hear with that. And then is there any sort of future plans that you have for your business coming up that you would like to share? I know there's probably some big things, you know, now being the Platinum HubSpart Solutions um, partner. Is there any big plans coming up you'd like to share with us?
1: Yeah. What we we've got in the works is actually we're going to start focusing on a new not new but new to us market um but further focusing our targeting towards a specific industry so that's exciting and scary at the same time because i feel like we're opening a lot of new doors but i'm i hope that we're not closing any doors on other opportunities um definitely still going to work on refining our systems and processes because even as boring as it sounds and like I hate seeing that on my to-do list each morning when I wake up it really has played a huge role in being able to grow the company and learning to delegate this is something I struggle with every day and it's one of my goals is i've i've now built a team that i can trust but i often feel like it's much faster to, to do something myself than to delegate it and this is not going to help me grow my company if I continue to do the nitty gritty details of like every client project day in day out. So it's been a challenge. It's been my baby of a business for six years and I'm struggling to let go of client type work. So that's something I'm I'm hopefully gonna focus on not very sexy goals i know i wish i had something cooler to share but like this is i guess life of an entrepreneur you know you need to focus on some of these like boring back end stuff in order to
0: really thrive yeah no absolutely i think i think it's you know good to hear those those points that maybe people don't really realize at the time where they don't sort of talk about those other goals that you have, um, that are behind the scenes of the business. So, um, you know, I'm excited to see sort of what comes up for your business in the future, um, and yourself as an entrepreneur. And would you just like to share where people can find you in your business online?
1: Yeah, we are horseshoe co basically across the board. So horseshoeco.com is our website on Instagram at horseshoe co. Um, Or my personal Instagram, which probably gets a a little more attention from me, is at Andrea Moxham.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining me here today, Andrea. I loved hearing about your journey and all of the great pieces of advice you have as an entrepreneur yourself. Um, And do you just have any sort of final thoughts here before we wrap up?
1: I like to share a quote when I'm on podcasts. Sometimes it's, I think definitely relevant to this audience where people are potentially starting or growing a business. Cause I think it's one that I wish I had heard years ago when I was starting my business and it's do the thing you think you're not ready to do. Uh, I think it's easy for us to make excuses and, and say like, Oh, well, I'm just waiting for this to happen or waiting to do this or not ready to do this yet. But Um, I've learned that you're never going to be ready. So the time to do whatever it is, even if it's just a baby step, if it's taking out a loan to grow your business, do it now. Because there's never going to be a a sign that's presented to you to say, now you are ready.
0: (laughs) Thanks for listening to Made It Happen Podcast, the podcast highlighting female entrepreneurs. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, leave a review, and I'll see you next week.